Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery, founders of Living Stones International and host of the Stone Builders Hour. Praise God. Hello, Tallahassee and radio audience. Guess what? We're going to talk about parents are seeds again. Again? Mm-hmm. Part three. Our goal is to help you parents to navigate those rough waters. And you know what I'm talking about. If you're raising children, married, you know what it means to navigate. Parents are Seeds Part 3 is the title and Pastor and I look forward to sharing what the Almighty expects from those of us who are parents. But again, I'd like to extend out um, a wishful prayer to those who uh, are still in Afghanistan, to those families who uh, soldiers lost their lives. Um, They're the 13. And all of those who have lost their lives over the last 20 years. And I know it's more than that. But God, we just know that you are not the author of confusion. And we wish above all things that we come to our right mind and put you at the head. And we ask all these things in your son, Yeshua's name. Amen. Praise God. Boy, these things are happening so fast. Yes, they are. I, I have to read this first. Since we're talking about parents, sort of see part three. Let's try to wrap this up. because, But you know what? Parents are so important. It's 24-7, forever. You know, it is. And Ecclesiastic uh, 4, 9 through 10 states, 2 are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Mm. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. So we can say, husbands, wives, you know, they together on one accord, one fall, one back. Uh, When you're back to back, that's 360 degrees. So you got your back and your front cover because you are in a circle of commitment to each other. But before we go forward, last week we discussed parents are seed part two. Yes. And just a little review. Jehovah is seeking his followers to honor their parents and figures in authority. As mentioned previously, the family is the foundation of all society, and we are going to be referring to the family being the foundation throughout the program. Amen. Because we all have building blocks, and somehow you got to, you know, uh, build on strong foundation and not sinking sand. All right. The, the, The stability of the family, and it's so important. To the stability of the community. The family is the basic building block of government. The lessons and principles learned from honoring, respecting, and submitting to one parent's results in a society stable enough to promote, promote the whole person, such as their safety, education, and health. That's what the government's trying to do right now. They're trying to put the mandate those COVID. It's like passes. Yeah, vaccine passes. Someone someone sounds like the mark of the beast. So someone someone needs to go back and research uh revelations because uh you know, buy sell. I can't buy and sell unless I have a vaccine passport. Right. I can't go to a restaurant, I can't travel on a plane or maybe even even on a on a train. 
I mean, what are they going to do? Check it, the um, toll booth too? Um, (laughs) So that's how serious this is. It is. My goodness, my goodness. People wake up. If, you know, if we don't get those items, safety, health, and when I mean safety, I'm talking about protection from our military, you know, from foreign invasions. Yes. Whether it's across the border or in the sky. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. But last summer, we've seen our cities burning and hundreds of millions of dollars in damages in Minneapolis, Baltimore, Portland, Philadelphia. And I refer you to tuning in to our previous podcast called America's Burning, The Siege and the Aftermath. And you say, how does this got to do with parenting or the seeds? Because it's the children out there. That are out there. Age group, yes. they're out there in anarchy. And if they're, and it all comes out of the home. So that shows that our homes aren't stable. If you raise up your children to go out, to go out wear black hoods and black this and go out and start burning and taking over cities and, and threatening people while they're eating in the restaurant. Uh, parents are C part three. That's why we're here. Well, you know, I just heard this morning on the radio that there were a couple of teachers that one was suspended and one was fired, but one was actually teaching terrorist tactics or Antifa tactics in his classroom. He said he's going to be raising up revolutionaries. Mm. Pastor, that's, I mean, parents, <laughs> that's your job. Mm. You should know what's going on in your child's classroom. How are these children being taught and not, you know, one thing I can say about my oldest daughter, Jamil, her children tell her everything. <laughs> so there is nothing going on in their lives that she doesn't know about. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. We should not be hiding secrets. But you know, one of the reasons we have the issues we have with our classrooms, with our homes, uh, in schools, look at the statistics. In 1960, 72% of American adults were married, according to the mm-hmm. Census Bureau. Yeah. But by 2014, this figure plummeted to lower than 50%. Wow. It's in our lifetime. At that point, for the first time in history, singles outnumbered married adults in America. As marriage rates drop, guess what happens? Out of wedlock births skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. And even though we're going to talk later about sex in the marriage, that hasn't apparently stopped people from having sex, but then what's the end result? You have children. While in 1960, 73% of U.S. children lived in a home with a dad, mom in their first marriage, hmm. <laughs> by 2014, this figure had dropped to 46%. And I have to just say this real quick, and I know we're kind of skirted off a little bit, but when we moved from the north to the south, I thought we were coming into the bedrock of <laughs> Christendom, Christendom, Southern Christians, uh, family, the whole bit. But you here in the South, and even though I'm a Southerner now, second marriages is prominent. So when I came in, I'm thinking, you know, we're going to have to, you know, beef up yeah. our relationship. We're going to have to do all the things we need to do with our children. But we really were walking into the lion's den. Yeah. So, 
parents again your responsibility but the statistics i just named are why we need to have jehovah out front to learn how to honor our parents it's just funny because the uh reading that i did this morning my daily reading one of the things that talks about is the ten commandments and that god talked to moses and said that we as his people must learn how to honor and keep his statutes yeah yeah and this is the basic building block for the kingdom of god the godly principles learn and the character built within the human family unit human family unit is transferable into the spiritual family for the kingdom of god do you hear that yeah good parents i heard good in the kingdom of god the almighty expects a transference from parents to him of the character and manner of living derived from keeping his commandments Mm. only 10 parents are his representative his agents it's your job to begin the the preparation for your children after creating adam and eve and announcing that he had created them in his His, image male and female i have to throw that in (laughs) jehovah establishes the family through marriage Therefore, marriage plays an important role in God's overall purpose of creating man in his image. This fact provides the fifth commandment with its greatest degree of significance that parents are the seeds to build the kingdom. And you'll have to go back to our parents are seed part one, parents are seed part two. But in part one, we discuss at length the fifth commandment. Yes, indeed. And that fifth commandment is... Honor thy father and thy mother. And it's imperative for our children to learn this pathway because when you learn this pathway, that's the that's the, the direction to the Almighty. And you won't depart from it. You know, you, you were talking about uh, uh, God creating man in his image, male and female. And we had uh, joked about the, this gender, how there's 400 uh, names for gender identity more yep. than just male and female yes. there's like 400 and and we can only name about five what do you say he the it the. yep we she uh, what well, we learned how well, what, what pronouns and nouns that we grew up with we went i researched it and yeah, there's 400 oh i know we can't go at length with all of it <laughs> but there's a lot of names that uh i, I was clueless about like Boy, B-O-I. That means a queer masculine identity. It's queer masculine. It identifies uh, as a gay uh, gay male, female, lesbian. It's called boy, B-O-I. And then there's bi-gender, uh, androgyny, agender. There's just a couple of them. But yeah, there's a few of them. Uh, demi-boy, demi-girl, demi-gender, butch. I'm finished with the channel. <laughs> I'm finished with the 400. That's just a few, but yes, indeed, they, they got it out there. But hey, just stay with us as parents are seed part three, and we'll be right back.
Pastor Gary Montgomery with my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International, the sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour. We are about to launch on a new platform, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Now you get a chance to see what we look like. You don't want to miss it. So join us on the various podcast stations that we're already on. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now iHeart. Praise God. Become a friend by sponsoring the program monthly with a $25 gift and receive your Stone Builders t-shirt today. Not tomorrow, today. We can't wait to hear from you. So contact us at 850-219-0091 or email us info, I-N-F-O, at we livingstones.org Hi, Elder J.C. Montgomery here with a parenting snippet just for you. Mom, you're a gateway. When talking with the father of your children, the only thing you can control is what you do and speak. You have the best chance to affect what he says and does when you remain calm. Listening skills include the ability to sense sound, paying attention to your tone, paying attention to what you hear. That is listening. So pay attention, moms. Someone is listening to you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. That's me. We are in the house today enjoying talking about parents (laughs) or seeds. Whether it's part one, part two, it doesn't matter. You are the foundation. 24-7. Before we get started, don't forget, we have a great gift for you if you become a $25 monthly a donor to the Stone Builders Hour. And uh, Elder JC, you know, just let our audience know that, you know, we're from Pittsburgh. You know, we grew up, you know, we, got, uh, we got married in New York, lived in Pittsburgh for about a year, but then we uh, lived in Pensacola. So we have two homes, two places that we call home. Well, you know, last weekend, uh, celebrating our 49th anniversary, uh, we went to one of our favorite places, Pensacola Beach. Oh, white sand blue green water perfect and then that hurricane ida came oh boy named after my great aunt ida (laughs) we was planning on spending it outside but here we are inside (laughs) praise god but while we were there we had a chance to reconnect with a lot of our friends and on the top of the list was wilbert and laura cita richard who are founders of god's hands ministry and you know what they have been a $25 monthly donor for some time now. So we ask you to join them. But we were honored and privileged to be able to deliver their t-shirts in person. They were so surprised and they weren't expecting anything. Two of the most humble yes, people yes. that you would ever want to meet. And we invite you to join them. Uh, go to our website at welivingstones.org. Click that donate button and, and your donation will help support not only this ready show, but our prison ministry, our parenting classes, our snippets and our farm share activities that we do around food. And, and don't forget, you can hear us at five o'clock every Thursday on wave 94.1. 
But at your convenience, go to Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, Apple, and now iHeartRadio. Yay. So there's no excuses. You can hear us any time of the day, anywhere. We have relatives in Oklahoma. We have relatives up in Pennsylvania. When we told my heart, iHeart, they tuning in right now. So we're going to go ahead and move forward with, you know, parents are seated. And also include what's so important to parents are seated is like marriage. Yes. Family. Yes. That's part of where we're at because why? Again, I'm going to reiterate that families are the backbone of any strong nation. I don't think we can say that enough. Families are the backbone of any strong nation. And right now, what's going over, going, going on in Afghanistan, that part of the dilemma is, is that they're just snatching up women. Yeah. Uh, 12-year-old girls, and women are now going to be going back to that age-old, they're staying in the home, they won't be educated, Uh, they possibly could be part of sex slaves, and I know everyone says, oh, that's so bad, so bad, but it's the truth. It's when you are not keeping the Almighty, Jehovah, Yahweh at the forefront and keeping His statutes. And we're not talking about Christian statutes. We're not talking about Muslim statutes. We're talking about the initial fundamental belief that God made us and gave us his commandments for us to follow as believers. Because he said if we did that, we will always reign. So you figure we're, as, as the United States of America, where we are right now, Boy, right before my eyes, I see decline. Yes. And no matter how much, it, until we as a people, what is that? Second Chronicles 14, call on his name and keep his commandments. He can heal our land, but you got to do it. So families are being destroyed by turning what Jehovah Intended to be a blessing into something vile and twisted. Now everybody got their own Bible. Everyone got their own cases. Everyone got their own way of doing things. This problem is even more deadlier than a nuclear bomb. Yeah, I believe it. Marriages are broken. Children are left with one parent or with no parents. And in some cases, they're involved with child sexual abuse. And just this morning again, I don't know, maybe the news is right on time because they were talking about there's going to be a mass uh, raid going on for sex trafficking. Oh, God. And we're talking about not just it's going to be all over, apparently across, especially our southeast region. So you're talking about Texas, Georgia, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi. What in heck is going on? And now you have that group or organization that's trying to legalize having right with uh, children, children. With children. And making it legal. That's yes. what I'm saying. There's legislation there for that. is going on? So sex, it's not only just sex outside marriage, it's just people, or as my good friend Millicent <laughs> said, people are out of their ever-living mind. So sex outside marriage leaves emotional, mental, and spiritual scars We know marriage is truly one of the greatest gifts God has given to humankind. 
when you understand the deep meaning wrapped up in this family relationship, it will dazzle your mind. It was God's purpose that humans, unlike animals, even angels can enjoy it Mm. or any other living beings enjoy the blessings of marriage and family relationships, actual God plan relationships. Positive note, and and one of the things I just said earlier, I I congratulate Texas because they just Mm -hmm. passed a bill called the Heart Bill. And if you don't know what it is, is that they have claimed that any abortions over six, after six weeks, if you hear through their sonograms a heartbeat that they cannot go through with the abortion, finally, someone's getting it right and I just love it that we're we're looking at that. But one of the things people always ask us, well, how what is the secret to our being married for as long as we have? And 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 I have to say that it is being friends first because that's what we were. But one of the things from again out of my reading this morning, it just says that as the partner in that marriage. You have to learn how to love the other person unconditionally. And the example they gave is the the husband hates to do vacuuming, but he gets up once a week to vacuum the whole house for his wife. And his wife knows he hates it, but he does it anyway because out of unconditional love. That's what makes marriages survive because it's not physical because if it's physical, we'd be all like, Liz Taylor being married seven, eight, nine, ten times, and the rest of these folks out, as my mother would say, these jokers out here. <laughs> so one of the things that we need to tend to do if we're keeping in the commandments that we can go ahead and move forward. Yeah, praise God for that law, because uh, their birth rate is down. Yes. And uh, uh, there's places that are in Europe that are encouraging, I think as in Russia, they're encouraging couples to have children and I think paying them. Uh, but, you know, right now people aren't getting married, they're not getting children. Correct. And with the uh, homosexual agenda, uh, the birth rate is down at an all time high. And that's across the world because they were just talking about. I think it's Japan where the rural communities are not surviving because people all want to go into the city. So people that used to be tied to the land are leaving. And guess what? Who's taking over? The animals. The bears are coming back. The wolves are coming back. So they figure, hey, the humans are gone. We can, this could now be our homeland. So y'all better take a look at that. Better start having some Chillins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, knocking boots, huh? But uh, that God playing relationship is so important. Yes. And th- that marriage relationship had to be a love relationship, you know. But humans, especially man, is not born with spiritual love. And and basically, I'm, we're kind of talking from the our viewpoint on the Bible from Genesis to uh, Revelations yeah. that deal with uh, a marriage and God's love for us and what he expects back from us. And uh, But man's comprehension of his expression of love you know, we're, is confined to the physical level. 
and that's through our five senses. A, a non-spiritual man can express only physical love through sex. You know, that first man, Adam, was created and we were all born with one human spirit, which imparts physical intellect to the brain. This is sensory signals to your to your brain, all your senses tell you when you hurt. Mine was hurting this morning. <laughs> the pain sensors. But man was made to need another spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Yet only a few, especially individually called by the Lord, have God's spirit. And with it, that agape love. Yeah, I was going to wonder if he was going to mention that agape love. Okay. A man is given a choice. He has the full ability to turn physical sex love into lust. And that's mm. what JC was talking about. All the vow and wickedness that yes. will come through, uh, especially, you know, we, you know, we always say we're history bluff. They got some torture equipment out here back during the medieval times. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. That was wicked and vow. But God equipped man with a mind. He gave us a brain to communicate with him. He has the capability to discern and to choose what he will sow and what he shall reap. Just like you know when you do good, just yes. like you know when you do bad. And making a man a physical being, it was God's design to make possible our greatest happiness of all the t- truly enjoyable experiences received through the five senses. I believe the most intense and gratifying is the pinnacle of sheer exhilaration that received in the sexual act of expressing love for one another who is dearest to you. You know, he's <laughs> dearest to you. one who has been joined in blessed and holy wedlock by God himself. That's why we get married in the church and then you have a married, you get your marriage license and then you usually get married in a church or civil ceremony. But, you know, before God, you're witnessing that I am committing myself to one another. Well, remember, uh, Pastor, God said the marriage bed is undefiled. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we all fall short. But Mm -hmm. if you're having sex outside of marriage, you're defiling the marriage bed. I mean, that's what it comes down to. All the complications from bringing it happens. Yes. Yes. To bring back more children. Yes. To bring back just the hurt and brokenness of the person who you hurt the most, that one that you love. Yeah. But God made us so we really could can enjoy life. The taste of food, Mm. the sound of beautiful music. Uh, And I love being outside with the landscape and flowers because it's just so wonderful to be able to use my five senses to just glorify God with what he's given us. The right exercise of our senses is right. God intended it for pleasure and enjoyment because why? God is love. Yes, he is. And he expresses his love towards us by making these delights possible. 
yet probably the most intensely delightful of all physical joys God's love has made possible is that of sexual love between husband and wife. It was intended to endear ourselves to each other, bind ourselves closer. Remember, it's God who created those five senses and set them in such dynamic action with their various stimuli. And I always tell the kids, that's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. Listen twice as much as you talk. Mm-hmm. That might keep you out of trouble. <laughs> and, and that goes for parents too. And God beheld everything that he had made and pronounced it very good. Mm-hmm. The that's Almighty. The seventh day. Yes. How about that? After that one. The Almighty wants us to enjoy living. Mm-hmm. God made us so we can find true happiness here and now we can simply radiate happiness and joy. And you know, you know those friends of yours that um, really enjoy their life and they're always happy and they're always excited and thrilled. Well, that's what God wants us, wants for us. He wants us to enjoy our life, to find true happiness, to radiate it. Because, you know, you see some people and, and they're sourpusses and you you don't want to be around them. You yeah. keep them at arm's length. You don't want to be near them, but you want to, you're drawn to those who are happy and, and not so much happy-go-lucky, but just happy. And they radiate that. His law is the guide to the right use of these powers. And what does it produce? Joyous blessings or terrible curses. And we know about that in Deuteronomy. Yeah, 28. Blessings and curses. Yes. Oh, oh Read the whole chapter because yeah. you'll want to do it. And he gave us the choice. We have the choice. The Almighty gave us the blessed marriage relationship and the God-planned family relationship. Love is God's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm just always amazed at how people think um, they have the answers to certain things or they know certain things, but yet their life is so messed up. Yeah. And so what are you missing out of that? Love, as I said, is God's way, but natural man can express it only physically. But if the physical love relationship in marriage brings joys and delight, how much more the spiritual relationship expressed in marriage where both husband and wife are filled with the second spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. And remember, we took that uh, Bible course uh, where they talked about the, uh, it was about the Holy Spirit, but one of the topics was the Holy Spirit in your marriage relationship. Yeah. And that was a hot topic. Folks <laughs> couldn't believe it. But when you are, when God has you in the right place, in that right relationship, his spirit is there. Yes. So we know that it's amazing. We know it's tenable. We know that it's what God desires. So we need to stand on that. Well, as as marriage coaches, we're certified uh, marriage coaches uh, uh, back during the, oh, not back, but you know, some of the people you encounter, their sex is, uh, is a is big mo- issue. Right. You well, know, what is it? The top three yes, is right. sex finances and communication communication. so (laughs) hey god already had the answer but i recommend for you married people 
Uh, if you are a believer and if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, go to church uh, this Sunday, come back or Saturday, uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit and then come together as one flesh. And if you still got that spirit of God on you, I tell you, it will raise your intensity to another level because you fool the Holy Spirit. The show is G rated. (laughs) We might have some kids. Oh, okay. (laughs) But nothing like it. Praise God. So since humans express naturally only a human and physical love, we come to the answer of the most important question, why sex? Why did God create sex? The creator in his wisdom, he knew that sex was necessary yes. to preserve the marriage and family relationship in real love. So the almighty knew what he was doing. You think? I think he did. I believe he did. Man, he, 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 hey, he got some, he got them. When you're five, all five of your senses are kicking in. Boy, I tell you. He so, got the hookup. So you got to stay tuned. Yeah, because we'll be right back to talk more about marriage and intimacy. <laughs> oh, God. We'll be right back. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. He heard my cry. And he pitied every groan. Woo! As long as I live. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm going to do just a quick commercial plug. Just make sure that you you want these um, shirts that we have for you. Just become a monthly $25 uh, donor and you can go to our website, welivingstones.org. But, you know, people always talk about um, we as believers that were holy rollers, that were not personable or things don't happen. But that's why God created intimacy. Yes. It is in his loving wisdom to make possible those sacred God planned institutions of marriage, home and family. And you know yourself when you're on the same plane as your husband or your wife, how things 
go along smoothly. But if not, what's the first thing that happens? Sex is thrown out, which is a no-no. I just want to tell you that. Ladies, you can't be using it for punishment. And men, you can't be cutting off because that is not biblical. Sex was created to stimulate pure romantic attraction and love, (laughs) pure love between a man and a woman properly mated for marriage to inspire them with desire to share their lives, their problems, their trials and troubles, their hopes and successes together to enjoy the planning and building together of a happy home and to rear a happy family. God designed sex to produce pure, righteous, clean, holy, and rich blessings. Yes, he did. He made it to be the loving bond, which not only would inspire a properly mated couple to marry, but which would preserve that marriage and love. And I have to say that even as we have grown in our love over these number of years, as you become more seasoned, that changes. So you have to make those adjustments. <laughs> you add salt and pepper, <laughs> a little bit of hot sauce. <laughs> but when it does, it does not change the love that you have for your mate. He made Thanks it God. right. He made it to uh, energize us, and that's something that I think a lot of times we we see sex, or we we see how Hollywood has perverted it. But that's not what its intent was. It's to energize us. It's to be a magnet Mm -hmm. to draw us closer together. And, you know, we believe in that triangle. God is at the top and we on either end of that angle. And as we get closer to God, we get closer to each other. Well, that's what sex is for, to help with that. And, you know, if it wasn't then the songs of Solomon would not have been. Included. Oh, you're right. In, in, he he in had it together. Bible. <laughs> and, and, and there's other uh, scriptures uh, that talk about uh, the, the couple coming together on one accord yep. through intimacy. Yep. Yep. And I think part of that is also to heal any little irritations you have or disturbances or as misunderstandings or as we, uh, used to call it um, what would we, uh, intense moments of fellowship. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but just as intense as it is, it also can be intense in the bedroom. Yeah. So this very bond should bind the marriage tightly together as a three-stranded cord, which shouldn't be misused or perverted. Because if it is, it severs the marriage and. It, I'm just going to have to throw this in there. I know this is kind of off topic, but sometimes couples get together and they can't agree on sex. And it's not, I guess, the how to or the what. But if you are together in love, both of you should be able to come to an agreement on what you want to do. Because again, I have to come back. The marriage bed is not undefiled so whatever the intent of the couple is in love you can do of course misuse it could bring divorce nightmares divorces you know because some people it's not just irreconcilable differences Mm -hmm. it could be uh vindictive 
Yeah. It could be holding back the children. If there are children, it could be tearing up cars or destroying properties, wrecking not only your life, but the lives of those children. Because a lot of times if the children get caught up in that, because today I, I noticed a couple movies that we had watched and when children sense that parents aren't getting the law along in our days, we would just kind of shirk it off because we knew mom and dad had their little discussions or their little mm-hmm. argument. Intense moments of fellowship. Right. But today, what did the kids say? Are you getting a divorce? That's the first thing. So in their mind, that's what's arguments and all that equate to you're getting a divorce but it wasn't when we were growing up because love was there and you, love conquers all mm-hmm. even though there was a shortage of money yep yep we, we had less than we have <laughs> than what our children have today and this was that was just basic living yes it's basic living but i tell you praise god you know but Parents are under authority of the Almighty. That's yes, they are. When they say that there is no manual to raise children, I disagree. Yes, there is. It's called the Bible. Yep. Yes, it, that is the basic operating manual for survival, whether it's marriage, f- friendship, business, it's all there. And as parents, you know, we have the authority because God calls you and me to be an authority in our children's lives. And you have the authority to act on behalf of the almighty God. Yes. As a father or a mother, you do not exercise rule over your jurisdiction, but over God. Amen. Because you are the caretaker of your family. I was going to say, because we don't own anything. We're just here for temporary residence and he's expecting great things from us like doing the right thing and that's what he expects and he wants us to raise up his army yes yes lord it includes you and your children children and and you act at his command yes and you can discharge your duty that he's given you just like uh remember the story in the bible about the three men uh, the master came or the owner of the land came and gave each one of them a talent and told them to go do what you need to do. But, you know, and I'll be back in about, you know, six weeks where how long he came back. And then he said, what did you do with your talent? And some multiplied it. Some did a little bit of it, but they took the risk and one just buried his talent. And that's what God so he gave you the ability to, to discharge, but then he needs you to discharge using your talents. Yes, and, and because that's your duty. He'll give you. A, he gives you a, a, a trial, a tribulation for you to overcome. And you may not try to shape the lives of your children as pleases you, but it may please him. And understanding. Just this simple principle will enable you to think clearly about your task of what God is expecting of you. Mm. And it help if you had the essential basic training and instruction of the Lord. So read your Bible because you are a person under his authority. So if you're under his authority, you understand what he wants, what he's looking for. You and your children are in the same boat. You're both under the Almighty's authority. But you have different roles. But you have the same master. 
Mm. I have a role as a man, as a father. My wife has a role as a mother, as a wife, and, and our children have roles. But you have to teach them. You have to show them the way that they should go. Since you mentioned uh, having doing this for God's pleasure, Luke twelve thirty two says, "Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants to hand us the keys. It's His pleasure." Philippians two thirteen says, "For it is God who works in you." both to will and to work for whom? For his good pleasure. So we're just not doing this because we want to. We're doing it because we're honoring him. We're, you know, just as the fifth commandment, honor your parents so your days will be longer on this earth. That's what you're doing for God. You're honoring him. So, you know, out of this relationship, out of this bond of marriage comes children. And we mentioned this earlier, Proverbs twenty two sixty one. train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I, I can testify to that. All right. Because I grew up in the church, the triumphant church of kingdom and God, <laughs> praise God, out of Pratt Pennsylvania. And that was my lifestyle. But then after turning about 16, 17, I ran away. But you know what? After even after getting married, even after being an adult and everything, God came back and slapped me up beside of my head. And one day I'll share my testimony, but it transformed me, you know, like Romans 12 to to be transformed by, by the renewing of your mind. Of your mind. And yes. your body. And you have to renew your mind first so that you could be a blessing to others. So, I, so when you say train up a child. It was all that that was in me that I was raised with. All of it came back. And I'm just thank God it wasn't too late not to pass it. It was too late. It was not too late to pass it on to our children. Amen. Because our children are a gift from God. So God had to put that magic, that that spiritual lasso on you and bring you yes, back. He, did. he beat me down. <laughs> mercy, mercy, yes. mercy. Forgive me, Lord. Psalms 127, 3 through 5 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. I think if more parents would say that, maybe they would spend more time with bringing up their training up their children the way they should be trained. Yeah, because we have too many parents trying to return their children back to the system. Or not paying attention at all. Because you're dealing with the pressures of life and living around you. But how much better if you could fight through that maze or that confusion and love on that child. Because that mm. child knew, I'm thinking about one in particular, knew he was unloved. Yes, and, yeah. and they act accordingly. Yes. So again, Psalm 127, 3 through 5, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior or the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Because people see that. People, you'd be surprised how many people are looking at you. Remember that song? Somebody's watching watching you. Well, the same thing. People watch you on how you bring up your children, how you, your relationship with your husband or your relationship with your wife. 
So the central focus of parenting is using what? The gospel, the Bible, our operating manual. You need to direct not simply the behavior of your children, but the attitudes of their hearts. Yes. You must help them see that God works from the inside out. And when you see it, you'll be amazed at what God can do. So when you trust in our Savior, Jesus Christ, you become a child of God. Yes. Jehovah wants his children to behave and achieve because we have a mandate. Be fruitful and multiply. Yes, that, means that, that hasn't changed. He wants you to gather the best of this earth has to offer. And it's not easy. You got to work for it. It's, you know, it's, it's not hocus pocus. You just have to work on it. Get educated. Yes. Use your talents and your tools and you can survive as long as you call on Abba Father. As the Father, the Almighty, he rewards and blesses good behavior and efforts that lead to service and achievement. Those you mentioned earlier, uh, JC, those 13 uh, men and women who lost their lives. Yes. That was service they voluntarily yes they did to the military service to serve their country how the higher-ups believe and you're directed by that and trusting them to look out in your best interests even when you go to war yes so for them to give their life or life taken that's the ultimate service and sacrifice that the Almighty will recognize. You know, however, God, he loves his children even when they fail. Yes. That's why, you know, the possible, how many times if I fail a fall, how many times do I have to forgive my brethren? Ah, uh, seven times seven. Yeah, so, so we might fail by rebellion or we may have human limitations or uh, I wish I could say I was successful in all our business and all our contracts. We've had, a, hey, we've made a lot of money. We lost a lot of money too. But yeah, still, we're, still, we're still here. Praise God. <laughs> and regardless, God loves us without any conditions. I believe because we tried and we went into the situations knowing that, you know, there was an opportunity to succeed, but then you got a lot of people who want you to fail. And some people will sabotage your your success or your work. So you got to be ready for that because the deceiver is out to kill you and destroy you. Yes. And you got no rules playing by like we were expecting the Taliban to abide by our rules. No, that's the Satan. He doesn't <laughs> go by no rules or no agreements. That's true. Oh, God. So just see how great the love that the Almighty has bestowed on us that we will be called children of God. Just go to 1 John 3, 1, because it's obvious that parents have a moral responsibility to love our children. You brought them into the world. You made those children in your image. Just as God made us in his image, your children are in your image. However, some do not love them in any sense of the, the word. How do you not love something that you've been created by you? That's not of God. Yes. And others are confused as to this 
scriptural definition of love. I don't know how they can be confused, but they are. And but children need to feel security and unconditional love. Oh, true. Yes, they do. But you know, Christian love or believers love, those of us who believe in the statutes of the Almighty, is not based upon performance, ability, or our behavior. It is a commitment to do what is best for the object of love, whether the person deserves it or not. You know, that's what godly love is. Parents who mirror this type of love, God's love, instill security in our children, teach them to love, and display a model that will generate an attraction to God. You see those children when they're well-behaved. You see how they act in public. It is a major mistake to give the impression that the continuance of love depends upon my child doing good in school. His talent, appearance, athletic ability, or even behavior. Because sometimes we try to take on our children and we want them to, to live like we live. But if we're teaching love, that love will permeate every aspect of their life. Children need to know love. Where, where, where they be, even in failure and sin. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly the way God treats his children. He urges righteousness and good works but we have confidence that he continues to love us even when we fall short and fail to achieve. And Pastor just explained that in terms of our business opportunities or lack thereof. But God expects parents to love their children as he loves his children with unconditional love. Well, praise God. I know that, um, uh, I know that the time is... uh, Yes, it's coming to to, an end again. uh, God, and I wanted us to go through um, effectual parenting. Well, we can always... That means there's got to be a part four. So we'll just call it effective parenting this time. Okay. And I just want to say one thing before I say a prayer. And JC, why don't you say a prayer too? But it's good traits. Good traits, good decision. You know... God's wisdom gives us direction for not only recognizing our mistakes, but also correcting them. And the same as in parenting. It is no different. God's way of life is abundant life. Just go to John 10.10. And this life gives parents the opportunity to watch their children grow up making good decisions and avoiding decisions they may later regret. And learning how to live out these traits in our parenting gives our children a model for living out the Almighty's abundant life. We want our children to be abundant. But I'm going to say a, a prayer for family peace because our families are in a turmoil right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for renewing our hearts and minds. Thank you for sending your spirit to us that we may express your love to our families. We are also grateful to you for giving us our loved ones. Thank you, Lord. Yes. But we also admit, God, that we are not always the lovers of peace that you want us to be. There are times in our families when we fight and bicker with each other. There are times when we let anger, strife, and bitterness rule over our hearts, and because of this, we end up hurting our families. Yes, Lord. We asked you to forgive us, loving Father, for these sins against our own family. 
change our hearts and make them truly loving. Also enable us, Father God, to extend the same forgiveness to the members of our families whom we have hurt or hurt us. Humble us, Lord, so that we may seek forgiveness without pride. We ask you to heal the wounds in our hearts as well and touch their hearts that they may accept our pleas for forgiveness. In the mighty name of Yeshua, I say amen. Amen. And our prayer for family strength, because during these really tough times and arduous times, and, you know, we we always talk about Christ is on his way back. Well, he might really be on his way back. So we need family strength. So, Heavenly Father, you are our ultimate source of strength. Yes. When we are weak, you are strong. Mm. You lift us up when we are down. You renew our strength and we soar on wings like eagles. Oh, I love Isaiah. Thank you, God, for always raising us up with your mighty hands. How strong our bonds are with our family depends on you, Lord which is why we ask you to always be the center of our family relationships. Enable our families to be as a triple braided cord that cannot easily be broken. Let your spirit fill our hearts so we can love each other just as Christ loves us. In our times of trials and troubles, God, we look to you. Life can hand us many different challenges that we know we cannot face on our own. But with you, Father, we believe that nothing is impossible. We believe that you will always grant us the endurance to overcome any obstacle that may come our way. You are our strength when we are weak, God. And we are always grateful when you manifest your power through our lives. All these we pray in your name. Oh, the name of the Almighty, the Jehovah, the Elohim. And in your son's precious name, amen. Amen. All right. Amen. 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 Till next week. Till next week. All right. See ya.